Hello and welcome to podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, like the Facebook page and share the content, comment on the Facebook page, and all of that fun stuff. Uh, look, we've got a lot to dive into. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit NIL stuff. I know we just did that in our last episode with Ryan McCumber. We talked about uh, Mel Tucker's usage of NIL, the transfer portal, um, news coming out of East Lansing today that we're going to cover. Um, I know Chris wants to get in his thoughts, uh, again, that we kind of tied into that last episode uh, regarding Tom Izzo. We'll let him have his platform and then, yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little Draymond Green. We're going to do that right now. Draymond Green, uh, the star of the show, so to speak, of the NBA Finals. Steph Curry's having his games. You know, Tatum uh, had a pretty good game the other night, bouncing back after a dreadful shooting performance where he still had 13 and 12. But Draymond's inability to make a layup in game one And then his attitude, his antics, whatever you want to call it, in game two have kind of stolen the show in some regards to uh, the NBA playoffs and, look, or NBA finals. And I know that there are people that Michigan State fans are just, frankly, they're tired of them. And, Chris, I I want to know where you're at in regard to this. Well, hey, Tyler, thanks for having me again. Um, I'm going to try to put my bias aside because, as you know, Draymond's my favorite player in the NBA. Um, Being as old as I am, you know, I came up through the bad boys and um, when Jordan, the Jordan rules and all that stuff. Draymond's a throwback to the bad boys. He's a throwback to the league that the NBA uh, or the rules that NBA twisted to to negate some of the success of the Pistons. But I digress. Um, Draymond tries too hard and and whether it be a missing a layup or whether it be, uh, his, his temper or his, uh, just emotions, he doesn't try hard enough to keep them in check. He doesn't try hard enough to keep his focus. And as much as I love day day, boy, he frustrates me and he frustrates a lot of us because he just needs to tone it down. He just needs to keep it in check. Yeah, I'm, here's the thing. I'm kind of torn on it because everybody who plays for Golden State and their mom says, "Oh, well, this is how this is how he is." You know, he lit that fire for us. You know, you went out and you no showed in game one. Like, I think he plays better when he's riled up, and so I think it's like a catch twenty two in that regard is you know what you need him to have a little bit of that fire but at the same time like I I think the focus does need to be on the game a little bit more but he's giving Boston a lot to think about and a lot of people are attributing the success of Golden State guys like CJ McCollum the success of Golden State in game two to what he was doing in that game I understand that Draymond is a, a Swiss army knife You know, there's no one thing that he does impeccably well. I would probably say the number one thing he does is defend. Defense. It's it's not even just his defense. It's his knowledge of where to be on the defensive end. Yeah, his his IQ is 
just fantastic. And, you know, you, you saw the other night Izzo was out there at the game. I, I think he embodies Izzo's toughness. And, you know, Izzo really appreciates everything he's done for the program, whether it be his visibility or the money that he gave back to for the renovations of Breslin or whatever it is. Um, you know, you got to love Draymond Green's toughness and his his IQ and all of those things. But, you know, a player that in a way and this is a stretch, but it remind he reminds me of Dennis Rodman in the sense that Rodman was a phenomenal talent. He did a couple things um, better than most people on the floor, but Rodman would lose his head. Draymond loses his head and Steve Kerr and Curry and, and Clay try their darndest to keep him in check, it's, you said it pretty well. You want him fired up. You want him engaged, but that cup spilleth over it. Draymond's you would think with maturity, he would find the happy medium, but right now, mm, I don't know. Every time there's an altercation, every time there's a a physical foul, like the, the closeout the other night where uh, he landed on the Boston shooter, you hold your breath because you just assume he's going to go off because time and time again, he shows us um, that temper just boils over. And instead he just tried to pull down uh, Jalen Brown's shorts on that one. And I, I mean, there, there was, there was something sketchy with how that whole situation went down. I mean, agreed Brown, um, like threw green off of him. I don't like the contact, call it incidental call on purpose doesn't really matter to me but because I, I don't think you can like draw that line in the sand um but I think that he's I I think that he's exactly what Golden State needs just because like a well, they have other good defenders. You can put Kevon Looney, who's just been absolutely incredible, by the way, out there, and you can mm-hmm. have just as good of a defender. And that may not be a false statement. You know, that could be a very true statement. He might be just as good as, as uh, Draymond as far as being on the defensive end, but he doesn't get everybody else in the right positions in the way Draymond Correct. does. And so yeah. I think. That, that's a big thing. I mean, you and I are both basketball coaches. I mean, what's the number one thing you got to do on defense? Communicate. So mm-hmm. I I think that's a big difference. And so, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how uh, Boston decides to attack him, if they decide to attack him, or if they just say, you know what, screw it, we got bigger fish to fry. Steph Curry's chucking 23s a game and knocking them all down. So I think they do, they do attack him because, you, you know, a friend of mine who was a award-winning coach at Springport in Michigan on the girls' side, he has a famous phrase, cut off the head, the body's dead. And if you, if you cut, if you take Draymond out of the lineup, you lose an incredible defender, a guy who organizes the defense, a tremendous passer. You know, Steph a guy, is, a guy is, who can keep the ball out of Steph Curry's hand so he can run off those screens. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think Boston absolutely tries to infuriate him and instigate him. Um, it would be dumb if they didn't. Like I said, that game is tomorrow. Uh, you know, we, we might talk a little bit more about the finals as they progress, especially if Draymond keeps uh, stealing the headlines. And so we'll we'll cover all of that as we go on. Um, you want to talk about Tom Izzo. I said, I said we talked about him a little bit with uh, Ryan just in regard to 
look, he's not using the transfer portal. Obviously, that's something that we want him to do. But uh, you wanted to add a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna step aside for a second. I'm gonna let you have uh, your moment, if you will. <laughs> uh, it, it breaks my heart because. I love Tom Izzo, like like most Michigan State fans do. I've had a chance to talk with him a couple times, several times, whether it be through the BCAM clinics, uh, the Basketball Coach, Coaches Association of Michigan, or tailgating that you and I have run into him and different things. The, the man is a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. He has made Michigan State basketball, with all due respect to Judd and, and other people. But, listen, it, it's, you know, like – like D'Antonio at the end of his time when recruiting fell off severely, Tom Izzo is a wonderful man, a great basketball mind, but he is incredibly stubborn. And he's gone on record several times and he's talked about, he doesn't like how the game is progressing, how the off the court, the things uh, like the NIL, for example. And I think he's digging his heels in and not embracing it in ways that say Mel Tucker is. And furthermore, how other coaches around the college basketball landscape are. And I think it speaks volumes to the fact that we have nine scholarship players. Our most recent acquisition was a kid who played at Jackson Northwest, who went to a, a prep school and developed this game. And, and, and credit to him for, for doing everything he can. But the kid's a project. He's a redshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can't tell me that there aren't players who want to play for Michigan State out in the portal. Now, I understand the the questionable nature of college basketball. It's been that way for a long time. You know, you look at guys like Dollar Bill Self at Kansas, need I say any more? However, there's one thing to be said for Izzo playing it clean and doing things the right way, and I respect that. However, Tom, you have to use – everything at your disposal to keep your program moving forward. You say that you want to win a a second national championship. You're not going to do it with the guys on your current roster. And furthermore, you're going to trend more towards the NIT than you are the final four and winning the whole thing by not having solid post players, by not having the depth to replace guys who have left like such as a Max Christie, but moreover a Marcus Bingham or a Julius Marble in the post, this team has no post presence, none whatsoever. And, and I am afraid of what's going to happen this season. Now I'm wrong quite often. I, I hope that I am, but I just don't see these nine guys on the current roster getting us through the gauntlet of the big 10 getting us through a one-and-done situation in the tournament where there's a dominant big man inside. Tom doesn't play zone. He, he orchestrates his man-to-man to look like a zone, but the fact of the matter is you need size, you, you need that guy, and I don't think we have him on our roster. And the, NI, the, the transfer portal could have done so much to help us, yet when I see comments like, well, we're going to roll with what we have, well, what do we have? So I, I, I'm very saddened, I guess, if you had to summarize it in a word, by the stubbornness of Izzo to really bolster this roster. Yeah, and look, you've got to take advantage of the transfer portal. And I know that that's been his one big thing. Um, you know, the NIL, he doesn't technically have a saying because coaches can't use that. They're not supposed to use that. 
for recruiting. And so that's something that you mentioned in regard to Izzo playing clean. I'm, there's parts of this team I like. I'm curious to see if Jackson Kohler can provide that immediate punch in regard to offense, but his defense is a work in progress, let's say. And so you wonder how much time he's going to be given before uh, they just give it to maybe Soko, which just frightens me. Yeah, um, we haven't did, seen you know, anything out of him yet. Though he did play a little bit better at the end of last year. That, that said, I don't like the team this year. I don't think it's a complete shot at Izzo uh, when you have a guy like Booker. You have Jeremy Fierce coming in next year. It, I mean, Booker, obviously, is one of those guys who it's a wait and see. He's not committed anywhere. I know Duke came to the party late, but they have a bunch of height coming in. So I don't think he would actually fit in there if we're being yeah. completely honest. Yeah. So, yeah, well, two words for you, Jabari Parker, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, money talks. I'm aware of that. <laughs> Sorry. So that that's that, those were the two words I thought you were going to go with. Uh-huh. Um, you know me too talks, well, but <laughs> close enough. And so, yeah, I I think I think the Booker and Fierce combination could be really good. I think Trayvon Holloman could be a really good basketball. Um, though he may need to develop a little bit. You. Jaden Akins is going to turn into a stud where we all know that. I think there's the potential there. And if Hogarth can make a freaking jump shot, hmm. he, he's an All-American. But that's a big if. That's a big ask. And because at this stage in your life, you know, are you just all of a sudden going to flip it on? Or are you going to be scared under the lights like Nairn, even though Hogarth's already a better uh, deep shooter? So that that's going to be really interesting. Um, the This year can be kind of an enigma. I get that. Michigan State, I think, is safe in regard to making the tournament. It's going to be the uh, process of actually doing something there again, which you hate to say after the last two seasons, but I think the year after, you know, you, you've got a good found, you've got good foundational pieces that you can build on, and if you can get just you know, just little things here and there. Hogard becoming a at least enough of a threat to keep the defense honest. Malik Hall playing a little more consistently. Um, like those little things can make this Michigan State team really, really good. You know, they're not going to win the Big Ten. They're not going to go to the Final Four, depending on their draw. So, I, I'm not, I'm disappointed that we didn't do anything in the that Michigan State didn't do anything in the transfer portal. At the same time. You know, there's only so much you can do in regard to what talent is out there. And are you willing to – and is Izzo's – look, he's, he's just – one thing he has said that he is a fan of is players getting their money. Um, I know you mentioned that, but in regard to the NIL thing, I think what he doesn't like about it is just the lack of regulations surrounding it. You know what I mean? The NCAA at this point, an analogy that I heard, I loved it, I used it the other day, is right now they're trying to squeeze toothpaste back into the tube. You know, there was something where the NCAA was just operating so late that these states were starting to allow it, at a, like I said, at the state level. And so the NCAA was just operating... 
it. Let's open up the flood. So we had some technical difficulties, um, but yeah, the NCAA pretty much just opened up the floodgates, and right now there's nothing you can do. Uh, you can't regulate this type of stuff anymore, and look, it's become very difficult. And one of the things that you mentioned, Chris, is Tom Izzo um, taking advantage of the NIL. Well, the thing is, is coaches and players can't do it. See, Amoni Bates and FedEx. The or the coaches can't do it. The pl- coaches and the schools can't do it. The players do have that authority, and Michigan State is taking advantage of that. East Lansing NIL Club dot com. The football team at Michigan State just took a huge step in regard to trying to take advantage of uh, their own options, and then not only that, publicizing it for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, credit to uh, Twitter at Nikki Semek. Um, the East Lansing NIL Club, the name, image, and likeness has captured national uh, headlines, obviously. With this in mind, we've come to launch the East Lansing NIL Club. It's a membership-based community that allows fans access to players like never before. never before. We'll have an online community where fans can chat with us and get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content from all the guys on the team. The proceeds from the club will support every single member of the team who is participating, including everyone will allow us to reach reach our maximum potential both on and off the field. Beginning July 2022, uh, the East Lansing NIL is going to sell a limited number of all-access passes. These digital access passes will be the ticket to the online community and in-person player events that they will host throughout the season. Um, I know I've, I jumped on that right away as you did too. Uh, I do, I real quick, something that you had said, I, w- I want to get to before we progress. There's a thing called hashtag UWM life. Who is, who is the head of the um, United wholesale mortgage, Tyler? That would be one Matt Ishbia who lost his, uh, <laughs> to be the Denver Broncos owner to freaking Walmart. So he's got a chance to, uh, further invest to Michigan state athletics. I don't, I understand where Izzo can't personally say, you know, Hey, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars to come join our team. That's still illegal. However, friends of the program have existed forever and in different connections and things. I don't believe for a second that a, a would be transfer portal player or recruit or whatever can't get onto the hashtag UWM life train. So if, if Izzo saying that, I don't think it's, it, it's him not trying hard enough. It's him being stubborn because I guarantee you the access is there. And if he can't do it, there are plenty of people who are friends of the program who can, and you can look all around other than in Ann Arbor, which Harbaugh and, and that program seems to be stuck in, in, on Mars, which they typically are, but um, this can be done. So I, I don't, I'm so frustrated with Izzo. I'm so frustrated with the, the high horse mentality because if the NCAA is going to allow the NIL and, and that sort of system, there are ways to make this happen. And, and our basketball program is, is not firing on all cylinders when it should be, but Mel Tucker is. Yeah, and I—I I mean, 
in this situation, though, it's the players who are taking it over. And I think this is huge. And I absolutely love this idea because I think there was already something set up through Michigan State University for all student athletes. Mm -hmm. Darian Harris worked on that. Yep. That said, the players doing this, I think, makes it. I think it makes it more efficient. Sure. Because that portal for Darian that you know Darian Harris worked on, and I forget what that one is called. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. That is something that you can go and you can get uh Nia Cloudin, let's say. Mm-hmm. You you can go and it opens up that line for people who are willing to look for somebody. This makes it more specific to the football team, which, let's be real, is one of two sports that matter. I mean, no disrespect to women's basketball, no disrespect to the hockey program. You know, there's not there's not that guy like Ryan Miller there who's going to just completely stick out and just yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's not let's not diss the ageless beauty that is Susie Merchant and the Team USA coach. But uh, I digress. Go former ahead, former Team USA coach. Uh, <laughs> but look, two programs bring in money for any school. Mm-hmm. And men's basketball does just enough to tread water, and then a little bit. And men's football is the flagship program for every school in the country. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even Duke, okay? that That's how big it is. That's how big football is compared to everything else. And so, to have this as a separate entity, and it's the players who want to participate. It's not every player. You said it. He, or it was said in the statement, uh, whoever wrote that, um, by the way, it's a great website, very user-friendly. Um, you know, you've got access to questions and answers already and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, th- this was thought out. And credit to whoever's running this, uh, credit to whoever it was. Uh, you know, it was Nick Samick that posted it. Uh, I know somebody else uh, saw for from, you know, Brandon Wright, who, by the way, poised for a huge year this year. Oh, yeah. Um, but those those are the types of things that I think makes this NIL stuff easier to access. And you and I were talking about it before we came on. Is smaller companies um, look at Darius Snow's uh, little uh, flurry tour that he's going on. <laughs> you know, uh, Derry Dan or whatever it was. You know, you order a D Snow flurry for like five bucks, you get an autograph. Like those types of things, if there are small business owners to jump into this, they have that access, that ability to communicate with these players, mm-hmm. to ask Peyton Thorne to go somewhere and be like, hey, look, man, I got this opportunity for you. This opens that up a little bit more. It opens it up more specifically to the football program. You're not dealing with one student athlete. You may be dealing with a couple at a time. I, I think this is absolutely huge. The players are taking it into their own hands, which is something that I like. Like I said, the school 
has that portal where businesses can facilitate conversations with the student athletes, but this allows you know more accessible access, more access to them. Oh, for sure. You know, I I can't tell you if I had ever heard of Spads Twisters before, but I can I know now that I can get a D Snow Flurry there with a commemorative Darius Snow sticker on it. This is great for their business. It's great for snow um, individually. And and I wonder where where are the housers and and halls and and um, you know uh, the various guys on our basketball roster. I don't know if we have any business majors on this team or, or what, but uh, we're we're getting left in the dust. Football is is being innovative and pushing and getting things. And the the social media image right now of of Mel Tucker's program is fantastic, which is crazy because I know they've had some changeover. Um, they've had some people leave, but um, uh, like a relay race and track, they're taking the baton, the, the next man up, and, and they're doing fantastic. And, and my question then is, Izzo, where is your program at? I know you hire a variety of guys. You you have, you know, obviously we just filled the Thomas Kelly um, assistant position, which you had talked about uh, in a previous podcast. But there are administrative roles on that basketball team meant for the things that football is doing. Michigan State, while it may it may always be a football school and football may always bring in the money, Michigan State basketball has been elite for so long. We're, we're in danger of not keeping that status because we're not keeping up. Michigan State basketball is not keeping up with the trends, and that is very concerning to me. Yeah, and th- there's got to be some way to communicate with whoever did this for the football program to have a role for this type of thing for basketball. And I think basketball, I mean, it could be a lot easier to manage what you get 15, 16 guys on every roster. Like should be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Though I don't really think people want Steven Izzo flurries. <laughs> I, I think that this, I think what the, I, I'm just overly impressed with this because this is a player on operation. You know, and that's something that I stress repeatedly on this show is NIL is player only. Coaches, the university can't do much with it. You know, they can go out and they can support. Harlan Burnett was out at Derry Dan or whatever it was. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those are the types of things that they can do, but they can't sit there and they can't facilitate these. And, you know, credit to the Michigan State basketball players for taking this into their own hands. Or, excuse me, you the mean football the football players, players because yeah, the basketball players, players surely aren't. Look, as long as look, I don't care if AJ Hogarth does it or not, as long as he's working on his jump shot. Well, <laughs> at, at this point, Stephen Izzo is going to have to log minutes at the power forward position because we have nine freaking scholarship players, and and I I, I think you're off. To the fact I think there's eleven. Money. There's eleven. I think you're uh, discounting Halliman and Cole. The nine may be the returners, so. Yeah. Maybe those two guys, it makes it 11, even though, point being, we're, we are there's greatly, yeah, we're greatly thin in the post. And, and I put that squarely on the program and who the head of the program is, as, as great as what he is and as much as I love him. You know, sometimes our loved ones frustrate us more than the average person. 
And, and I almost, as, as weird as it sounds, Tom Izzo is like a member of the family, you know, anymore. And it's like, Tom, what are you doing? You say you want the second national championship, but what, what are you really doing to help the roster get to that point? Yeah, look, you're, you're not wrong, but at the same time, the foot is I, – I think part of this, because obviously the basketball players are all involved in uh, UWM and all those other things. I think – and I've seen guys like Gabe Brown go out and do sign, signings and Malik Hall go out and do signings and stuff like that. Um. I think part of this is, and I'm not saying it's all of it, because I do think that Izzo needs to catch up in regard to the transfer portal. I'm not going to say anything about NIL. Like I said, it's a player-oriented thing. I think part of this is compared to the football program, which is head and shoulders pretty much above everybody else in regards to NIL. And when I say everybody else, I'm saying look nationwide. Like, yeah, you're going to get those guys like uh, Jordan Edson getting like $2 million or $3.5 million NIL deals or whatever. What, whatever the number is, I, I don't even know. I just know it. I just know it's more than what Juju Smith-Schuster is going to make for the Chiefs this year. Hmm. Like, you, you have those individual freaking nature things. And again, Jordan Edson's only sophomore, was wide receiver of the year. Blah, blah, blah. We saw him torch Michigan State, though. I saw everybody did. Yeah, I saw that um, personally at the at the, yeah. the Mercedes Benz Stadium. But you know, yeah. listen. And, and so, so you have those. So you have those types of rare cases. But in regard to what a program is doing, Michigan State and Darian Harris have been at the forefront of this. And I don't know if Darian Harris set this up individually for the football players or not. And I think that's something that you know you're going to start to see from the beat writers. You're going to start to see from the Graham couch, couches of the world, etc as this settles, as people are starting to be made aware of it, because this just came completely out of left field and all the players started posting it at the same time. And so I'm curious to see, you know, is this a Darian Harris or in the thing? And if it is, you know, this, I think his hire might be one of the most underrated things in college football. If Mm -hmm. we're being completely honest with what he's doing to get the players out in front of this and to help them navigate this. Yes, sir. But that being said, this, this is all speculation on my part, regardless of who's running it, they're doing a bang up job. And if it was just like Nick Samick and Brandon, right. uh, Just hanging out after in the ice tub, like (laughs) after uh camp or something like that then kudos to them props to them this is absolutely huge there's a famous phrase in business lead follow or get out of the way and in this case here michigan state basketball has to has to decide our future is at is is at stake it's in the balance i i'm not as as confident as you i hope that the ncaa streak continues but with the depth on the roster or lack thereof, I have my doubts. I am nervous beyond belief for for what the season ahead might entail. As stoked as what I am about football, you know, I as a basketball coach myself, I've always uh, had a, a passion for what Michigan State basketball does, and and I am genuinely concerned. And I think the program has missed the boat on this one. Now it may not be too late. They, they might have a chance to, 
to kind of catch up to the game a little bit. But college basketball, you know, not not that I want us to go the route of of uh, Kansas and Memphis and some of these Louisville, some of these other places. But boy, it, it things could look grim if some changes aren't made with how business is approached. Well, okay, so people know that I do this while I'm driving home. Uh, they know that I record this podcast when I'm driving home or whatever. I'm stopped right now. My Wi-Fi starts to pick it up. Uh, we would get cut off. Uh, I'm stopped, uh, you know, like a block away from my house. And there's this couple, and they're walking this dog. And this dog gets to the stop sign, lifts his leg up, just takes a leak on it. <laughs> and I feel like when you keep bringing up basketball, when we're trying to talk about what the football team has done, I feel like that's what you're doing. <laughs> you're being all over the accomplishments of what the football no. team is doing no, in regards the best... to the NIL to keep bringing it back to the basketball team. <laughs> well, th- correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this a Michigan State show? Is this it solely is. a Michigan State football show? No, it's not. Well, we're the talking about what Matt... the football team has done that has like propelled them to the forefront of this. Okay. Well, I just, I just thought it was a funny analogy. That's and that's all well and good, but I'm going to continue to dog <laughs> piss and moan about our basketball program in its dire straits, probably because of what football is doing. You know, yeah, I look and, over at, and, I look well, that's over one of the, the things that I said is I think part of it, again, not all of it, part of the reason we're so upset with the basketball program and how things are being done is because football has been incredibly innovative. I think they've been as innovative as anybody else in the country. Okay, then Tom Izzo, don't tell me how you would love to be a football coach and you have all the support for the football program, yet you can't get into the Duffy Doherty building and say, hey, uh, Mel, can I take some notes here? That That's negligence on his part. So I guess, Tyler, I'll, I'll zip it as far as the basketball program goes and and laud the work of Darian Harris and, and even you know Nick Samak and some of these other guys. But, boy, I don't know, man. It's – Okay, kudos to the football program. Yay, football. Go green. <laughs> but I'm still going to uh, – we're off the look, air. I'm still going to complain no, uh, night look, and day about this. No, and like I said, you you have that right because I've not been thrilled with how the basketball team has been doing things. And I've told you that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I want to make sure that the props are given accordingly. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. But like I said, I, I agree with you. Uh, there, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, cre- credit whoever's doing this. You know, it's huge. I love it uh, already. Uh, like I said, the website is very user friendly. It's more user friendly than stuff that these idiots at my board have been working on forever. <laughs> uh, you know, you need to log out of stuff or my old place of employment rather, like log out of stuff, and the whole system needs to shut down for a second. Just crap mm-hmm. like that. Like you're working on that forever. This site, like, I, I think it's great. It's easily accessible. It's easily manageable. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to diving into this a little bit more. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens as, uh, like I said, more information comes out about this, uh, where this started, where this came from. I think are obviously the two biggest questions. And uh, hopefully, we can get those answered and we can laud accordingly. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, no. just wait till football when the offensive line breaks down and suddenly you got me back on the show complaining because football isn't winning like they should because they're not winning the trenches. But uh, that can wait for another time. Yeah. And uh, hope, hopefully 
what would happen until the Ohio State game. Yeah. Well, I'm a realist. Let's be. Come but, uh, you know. Hey, you know what? With having a freshman on campus this year. Chris, uh, we actually uh, kind of went radio silent there for a minute. But, uh, hey, for uh, Chris and I'm Tyler Hayward. This is The Trouble with the Snap.